Blog Talk Radio. Green Living Guy, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? What a great day it is today. Besides the fact that uh, there's a little bit of sun out here on the New York side, uh, I'm test driving a Cadillac ELR, the plug-in hybrid electric car. It is uh, fantastic, not as great as an all-electric car, but hey, I'll take what I can get, and it is looking good. They're definitely trying to compete with Tesla on this one. Heads up, Tesla. Not that Elon Musk has to worry about it. But we're here for some other great reasons, ladies and gentlemen. The the amazing, and I like to call him the chairman of the board when it comes to green, Mr. Ed Begley, Jr. Ed, what is going on? How are you, sir? Everything is great, Seth. How are you doing? I'm wonderful over here, over here. How is it over there? How's the weather over there on the on the west? The coast? weather is great. It's a very pleasant 81. My solar panels are blazing. All right, yes. kilowatts of solar on my roof. It charges my electric car. I have an old electric car at this point. It's old. Got it in 2002, a Toyota RAV4 Pure Electric. Oh, Still running good. Car. And 12 years oh, later, yeah. 100. And, what is it about? 120,000 miles, I think. It's running good. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember when I used to work for the state of New York, the Power Authority, we used to have a bunch of RAV4s. That was the only car that I felt confident driving from White Plains, New York, Westchester County, down to Battery Park and back on a charge. And it would do it. You can get 86 miles as long as you don't go 75 or 80 miles an hour. If you go like, you know, 60, 65 miles an hour, you can get that full... 86 miles out of it because there's a lot of uh, wind resistance in the car. It's not like a Tesla or an EV1 design right. where it's real sleek. It's just a regular RAV4 kind of a boxy thing, and the rolling resistance on the tires is not great either. So 86 is the best you're going to get. But I've gotten that going uh, going slow enough, you know, 58 to 60. I've gotten that. Yep, yep. Well, on the West Side Highway, stop and go. Maybe you're getting. 4550 and then I'm taking the Bronx River Parkway which is on or about that speed too so it yeah. was pretty it was pretty easy. Well I just want to announce also ladies and gentlemen that for the first time ever we're having a uh, a new uh, edition co-host Dana Ruggiero, who's on the line with us. I like to call her for the radio essence here, Dana D. And she's just always bringing the heat, and she's always a great uh, inter-conversationalist. So I decided to bring her in on on the Blog Talk radio show. So there's two great things, two great people on the show today. The amazing chairman of the board, Ed Begley, Jr., and Dana Ruggiero. So welcome, Dana. Welcome to you, too. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. She's in uh, North Carolina as we speak. So she survived all. You're doing all right? The house is okay over there? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely seeing the effects of some climate change here yeah, in North just Carolina. Just a bit, right? Yeah. Yep. My goodness. Last year was the wettest year on record here in Asheville, North Carolina, actually. Yep, yep. So, Ed, you came on to talk about something very interesting that you're working on, a new collaboration with an with a, a Internet TV sh- uh, station called uh, BitSize TV. And I'd like to yeah, hear more size, from you actually, about Bite Size TV, little bite-sized shows. And awesome. uh, it's going pretty good. We had a nice Earth Day launch. We had a marathon on Earth Day. Got a lot of hits, a lot of viewers. And so uh, I'm enjoying that. They're doing some very nice shows. So go to BitSizeTV.com and you'll see my – my green show called uh, it's called Our Greenhouse, and this is Good. a regular show that you're going to have now, Ed. Yeah, we're going to have it. It'll be in 
Internet show. I've had shows from the past on HGTV and on Planet Green, but sadly Planet Green is no more. They folded up their green tent, and they have travel on that channel now. But uh, there's wonderful opportunities out there like Bite Size TV and your wonderful show. There's some good stuff out there for the viewers and the listeners to take part in. Yeah, they seem like a great bunch. They, uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of your shows on my uh, site, The Green Living Guy, and we'll talk about all the other great green shows that are out there. But uh, how did you get connected with these guys? It seems like an amazing opportunity. I mean, I was talking with somebody recently saying, you know, they said, what do you think about having an Internet channel? I said, well, inevitably the television's going to merge with the Internet, and it's all going to be that whole future broadband that everybody's talking about so you're really going to be you're on the future of television right now Ed, i think you know? so uh, it's a good way to go i like to take credit and say i found these guys my wife found them and uh, you know that's where things are headed you know uh, a lot of people like my grown kids that are 35 and 36 they don't have any time warner cable at&t verse you know they just have their uh, internet hookup their wi-fi and they watch all those shows on netflix and what have you they don't they're not partaking of Time Warner Cable or anything like that. So you get your Roku, you get your computer and watch your, your shows that way. And, and I think that's the future of things. And we, we've seen recently what Amazon and Netflix are doing as far as original programming. Things seem to be headed that way, Seth. Totally. totally. And can people yeah. watch it on their, their iPads and on, their, on the go, too? Exactly. They watch it iPads on the go. You know, I had a show um, called Betas that was on. It was just on one thirteen season I'm sorry, one 13-episode season, but it was called Betas, and uh, it was kind of uh, outdone by the wonderful Mike Judge. He did that. He has a great show on called Silicon Valley. It was kind of about the same thing, uh, you know, about guys who write code in Silicon Valley. And, yep. yep. And so uh, Mike Judge did it wonderfully. So uh, He's great. Uh, He's that fantastic. show ran 13 yeah. episodes, but it was a real show. I went on the set expecting some little Internet kind of a show, but it looked like a real network television show with, you know, drivers and trucks and, you know, craft service. And it was a real oh, that's thing. so wonderful to see. That, that's a real indication right there. That's, that's uh, you know, okay, it's standing right in front of me. Yep. <laughs> this is yep. where tele- the studio is heading to the Internet. I see where this is going, you know. And you're, you know, and you're so great about accelerating the conversation through social media, too, and that's what – it's so great. People can talk about it, connect with you, talk about the show, get online, and, and really talk about the green issues and the solutions. Yeah, I've gotten somewhat facile with um, you know, Twitter, so I, I stay connected that way. I do some stuff Facebook, too. Through I kind of do that through my webmaster. I'm just, I tried doing Facebook myself, and it's literally all I did 24-7. I didn't have time to do any acting or any green speeches, any radio shows. I just sat on Facebook all day just to keep up with, hey, Ed, what about such and such? And right. we went to grade school together and all wonderful <laughs> stuff. But it was <laughs> So now I kind of filter the Facebook stuff through my webmaster, and that seems to work fine. She does a wonderful job with it. But the Twitter I do myself because I can keep up with 140 characters yes. or less kind of conversations. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just say, I can you know, only thank imagine. Thank you. I saw you in Adam 12. Thank you. You know, I can, it's easy to keep up with that. I, and it's not like I have a million followers. I have – you know, uh, I think about 28,000 now, so I can keep up with that pretty good. Yeah, no, you're a known commodity, Ed. Regardless of numbers, you're you're admired, loved within the industry, and not just that, but, you know, I remember 
watching you as a kid, for, for goodness sakes, with uh, St. Elsewhere, you know, and now right. look at Howie. Now Howie, you know, how, now, now go uh, 30-somewhat years later and Howie has no hair, but we're still doing the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Howie is so funny. He's such a great guy. I love oh, yeah. that man. He's really I, uh, hysterical. And he's always and all the young himself. people today, they love What's seeing that? you in these new movies. The new movies, I mean, they're hilarious. You are hilarious. You're oh, very gosh. kind. There's some, yeah, there's some new movies you're doing that are cracking people up. Oh. I'm very lucky to work with, uh, you know, Seth Rogen and James Franco and oh you know, God, Danny Pineapple McBride Express. and that gang from, uh, you know, Pineapple Express. And, oh, you know, I'm best. just uh, still working on stuff like, uh, you know, uh, you know, Rested Development. We did another season of that. So Portlandia, awesome. I just did a Portlandia that was on the other night. I'm, I'm a lucky man. It's, so it's great. great seeing you out there, though, re- representing uh, not just for yourself, but also, you know, people consider you the, you know, the the icon for the green movement. So it gives people hope and, and aspiration as well. It's a thing that it's like a moment. You know, it's not just that you bring such great comedy or such. Even I remember you once you were on the Law and Order, right? You were uh, something of that nature no, uh, relating I've to done crime. Some other show like I haven't done Law and Order yet. I'd love to do one. It's a great show. But I've done, right. I did, oh, yeah, I did, um, uh, it was Boston Legal and, what was that? There was another Boston one that was Legal. a more serious show um, that, um, oh, my God, what was that show? It was another lawyer show, and I can't remember right. what it was, and, but I did one of those, I guess. Okay. My brain yeah, forgot, I, remember, I can't remember I just remember that. seeing you very, you know, you, you're so versatile, and it also shows the versatility of you, not just the, uh, the comedic side, which believe me, I can I could turn on Pineapple Express after we're done after this interview and just watch it 15 times because I love it so much. But I mean, you really bring you bring it and you represent, and and that's what makes life uh, great having people like you around to to watch and enjoy not just entertainment, but you know, after we we do that, we can have something to talk about, like the environment. And one feeds the other. Change. If I stay busy as an actor, that gives me more of a voice and a platform to get the green message out. Amen. And, uh, you know, it, 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 they complement each other if you do it right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and I think that's what's great about uh, even social media, too, because then it interconnects you with your audience, and they then right. want to come and listen to you. So it all interplays together, and you're just handling it so well. Uh, Very so fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to an old question I did because it's been such a while since we've had we've talked together. Is um, how did you start being green, Ed? You it did. I know you were like me, the one small. Yeah, you're like me on the one small step at a time thing. And I remember you talking about it once at the Go Green Expo. I have a video of uh, a couple of videos you you interviewed there, and I just remember how you put it to people, and it was so poignant. So I, I just want to bring that discussion out again for people the rest of the audience listening with your home well, i started in 1970 and the reason i started was because of the smog in la you know the smog was so horrible back in uh. 1970 i'd lived through two decades of it at that point that when they said oh we're going to have something called earth day and it's going to be an attempt to clean up the air and clean up the water I went sign me the hell up we need <laughs> to clean up the air yeah i've been living with it for 20 exactly. years the 50s and 60s that air was horrible so yeah. I, I did, um, you know, I did what I could back in 1970, and uh, lo and behold, not only was I doing good things in the environment, but I realized I was saving money. 
Right. Because everything I did, I did on a real budget. You know, I was a broken, struggling actor. I couldn't afford fancy solar panels, but I could afford riding the bike, taking public transportation, recycling, turning the thermostat down the winter, up in the summer, all that stuff. You can see the common thread there. All of it was really cheap, and pretty soon I had extra dough in my pocket. And when I like this green stuff, you know, it's good for the other green, that stuff uh, exactly. called money. Yeah. Here, here. And now L.A. is, I mean, they're looking at those solutions to move beyond coal. And, I mean, that pollution that comes from the, the electricity, I mean, you're one of those first people that really started bringing attention to that. Thank you. Well, yeah. thank you for being part of it, too. You're doing a great job there. Uh, in yes. North Carolina, and uh, it's admirable. And, and you too, Seth, you know, I've been Thanks spreading the word because this stuff works. I know that solar power works. It's been powering my house and charging my car since 1990. I know that wind power works. I've owned a wind turbine in the California desert, part of a wind farm. That's been My personal investment has been putting out many homes worth of power that's since awesome. 1985. That's 29 years of getting checked. I didn't even know so, that. See, you'll wow. know every day. Ed Begley has a wind farm. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here uh, first. Just one turbine at a wind farm, but I, hey, I have one small tur- piece. Oh, I just remembered the name of the show, The Practice. Please. That was a lawyer show. That was, show that, that was it. Yes, thank you. Oh, my God. I, I remember that show so well. That, that was 1999. Legal. My God, that was a while ago. Yeah, and you you played you were a really intense actor on that. You were like you know a, a defendant. I remember, right? Uh, well, I was a, a witness, really, a professional kind of a you know uh, a, a witness. A, what do you call it? A, an expert witness yeah, or expert something? Witness. Yeah, and so I came in. I was a medical examiner and testified, right. and they kind of turned the tables and they came after that, me big time and, right. you know, accused me of all kinds of horrible things. But and how what you a reacted show that was. Oh, yes, and how you reacted. It was, like, so intense. So that's Bless awesome. You. There we go. So, I mean, uh, one thing I remember, too, when, when we were talking was just how, like, uh, a simple idea of, you know, just screwing in a light bulb or even getting, like, a bat of insulation and just doing right. one thing at a time can add up more than people realize. And, and I wanted you to, to talk about your steps or re- which ones you realized were, like, really helping you when you did your well, home. You don't, yeah, exactly, Seth. You don't run up Mount Everest. You get to base camp and you get acclimated, and you do what you can to do today. You know, today it's so much easier than it was in 1970. You go out to Home Depot, Costco, anywhere. You buy energy-efficient light bulbs, put them in instant savings right away. And your next energy bill, you're going to see it's lower. Same thing with an energy-saving thermostat. Same thing with weather stripping. Cheap and easy. Put them up. You'll see in your next utility bill, oh, my God, he wasn't lying. This stuff actually works. You get a taste for it, then maybe you want to do some more. And, right. you know, that's what I've been doing now for a while. Do the cheap and easy stuff. Uh, vampire power. There's another good one. All this stuff, yep. it's also called phantom power, vampire power. The, as the name suggests, the vampire sucks from you, gives you nothing in return. All these things you have plugged in around the house that aren't doing anything when you leave the house. They aren't doing anything when you go to sleep. You don't need them plugged in, so you don't have to unplug every single plug, but you put them on power strips. Now you have one, two, three maybe around your whole house, and you go and turn them off when you go to sleep, turn them off when you're uh, out of the house. And here's a quick list for people, the things you do not want to put on the, 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 those power strips. You don't want to put on your clock radio so it's blinking midnight. You don't want to put on your answering machine of facts if you have one. You don't want to put on your, you know, like 182 U-verse or, or your, you know, your cable box, or your satellite box or what have you, direct TV. 
You don't want to go finding satellite, you know, for 10 minutes before you want to watch. But you put everything else on, all those, like, little speaker systems for your computer that boost the sound of the computer, other little, anything that has a transformer on it, anything that has that little plug-in box that's, that's attached there or has a yep. solid-state front end, you put all those things on, uh, on the power strips and you go around the house, turn them off. Next utility bill, for just buying a few power strips for, you know, like five, six, eight bucks, you, you'll see a, an immediate utility bill. That's a good deal. I, I have, and I've tested, uh, one of them was Excel, A-C-C-E-L-L. They, they gave it to me. They, they said it would be appropriate. They gave me the green genius. And, they, of course, I'm using it in my son's room with all the devices he has. And uh, <laughs> he's got about four or five or six plugs on there. But I'll tell you, once he put them on there because the computers were running, you know, regularly and all that kind of stuff, it, I saw a difference. The other place I put it was the entertainment center I put it, except for the cable box, of course, right? But all the other things, and I started to see a difference. Now, I spent about, I don't know, 40 – one of them was about 40 bucks, and the other one was uh, given to me. So uh, – but I had to write about it. But the bottom line was I started to see a savings off of a couple of power strips. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? Not just individuals, but, I mean, if you're looking at that right at companies, I mean, companies do that. They're going to save a lot of money, right? Oh, big time. And here's what I recommend to people who say to me, uh, I want to do something for the environment. They say even more precisely, they say, I want to get solar. I said, good, uh, here's a number to call. Acme, you know, uh, home improve, Acme Home Energy Audits. What? No, I want solar. I said, I know you want solar, but before you get that solar, I want you to do a home energy audit. For every dollar you spend on energy efficiency, you're going to save $5 on the cost of your solar system. Oh, You've got to wow. reduce your demand first. So do the home energy audit. Then I hope you still want to get solar after that. I want you to get it. But do that first things first. Reduce your demand. They may want to sell you a 4-kilowatt system before you reduce the demand. After you do that, you may need a 2- or 3-kilowatt. You're going to save a lot of dough. Right. And we have a lot, of, a lot of groups around here that are doing – They'll help you. They'll come out to your home. Energy efficiency programs almost in every city, right? I mean, it's easy to find somebody that will help. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and they're getting free now. They, before, there used to be a thing where you had to pay, you know, 100 bucks, right. a couple hundred bucks, something now. like that. Free. Courtesy of the, your respective state <laughs> and the yep. local utilities. I mean, they're bringing it to you. They just are begging you to do this stuff. And uh, I think that, that – helps the market as well because then people after they've gone through that threshold and they've taken care of the energy efficiency uh then they can go the big leap which is the solar and and i think that uh the majority of americans out there could use a bat of insulation in their roof or something like they that. could <laughs> and people <laughs> say to me them. yeah people regularly say to me i can't afford a fancy rav4 electric car like you i can't afford you know that six kilowatts of solar like you i say to them Neither could I when I started. I'm not <laughs> suggesting you do it any different than me. In 1970, I didn't run out and buy 1970 crazy expensive solar panels. I did what I could. It took me 20 years, two decades to save enough money to be able to afford 1990 solar. So do it just the way I did. Do the light bulbs and the thermostat and the weather stripping. Now, here's one thing I want to say about there's a lot of naysayers who say, we're in such trouble, light bulbs aren't going to save us bike riding, Ed Begley's wrong, that's not going to save us. I say to them this, you're correct, but if all you have, you're not 
at the emergency room yet. You know, you're out somewhere away from a hospital, and all you have in your hand is a handkerchief, and you have a head wound. Yes, I'm going to hold that handkerchief to my head and try to make it to the emergency room. The emergency room is massive solar panels in this country, massive amounts of wind turbines and what have you, massive amounts of geothermal, moving towards renewable. That's the emergency room. But until such time as we can get there to the emergency room, Hell yes, I'm going to hold a handkerchief to my head, which is a light bulb and the bike riding and the Amen. thermostats and the Amen. weather stripping. So that's, right. that's what I recommend. Do that stuff now, and maybe we'll mitigate the damage from climate change and, and you know, make the loss a little less severe. Yeah, that's I mean, I'll, 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 I'll even throw, I'll, <laughs> I'll throw one out at you. My uh, school district, Barcliffe Manor School District, we decided to do LEDs, light-emitting diodes, in, uh, in our parking lots, and our gymnasiums, which are, of course, the larger consumption ones. And I also donated a couple of uh, bulbs myself uh, from uh, MSLU Lighting and then this other company that gave me one. It was a big one, so it was perfect to put in, like, one of those high bays. And yeah. we've started to do the calculations of just that. We didn't do any of the T8s, the, those uh, stick strips. I'm explaining for the viewers also. You know, the stick strips of lighting that you would see uh, or on, in a ceiling. We didn't do any of those, but we're just doing the parking lots and the gyms and a couple of extra bulbs here and there. They're saving close to $40,000 a year. Listen to that. I hope the listeners heard what you just said. And here's the great thing. Not only are you going to save a massive amount of money on your electric bill right away, here's what you're going to do in the long run. Those bulbs last a lot longer than incandescents. They even last a lot longer than the old CFLs. Now, let me increase the savings for a lot of places like schools and institutions and factories. There's, number one, the electric use you're going to save. Number two, the life of it you're going to save in that way. Here's the third way you save. Many factories and places, they got to keep a person on payroll, they've got to hire them. There's a wage involved in getting a man or woman up on what's called a scissor lift or something, a big ladder, That's to get right. up and replace those bulbs up in the ceiling or what have you. It takes man hours or woman hours to do that. You're saving cost, too, that you're not having to pay somebody to replace those bulbs as often. There's three ways you save with those energy-efficient light bulbs, three. Yep. I, it, it wow. Was, it was – the funny part was this savings that I'm explaining to you, uh, and to the viewers, doesn't even include the maintenance savings. Wow! Or the there you HVAC go. Saving doesn't even include that. So I have we have another guy who's on the committee with me for energy efficiency for the school, and he does all these calculations. So I'm giving him my numbers, and he's going to come back and calculate it, and then we're going to do a whole story about how much we're saving just by doing that. Just by doing Good. that. That's- that's you know. another calculation. I hope people understand that part of it. Your HVAC savings, if you don't have these little mini toasters, little mini toasters called incandescent lights, or even to a, a much smaller extent, the CFLs, the LEDs are so cool when they're lit up that you uh, are saving money. You're not having to fight those lighting instruments with your air conditioning, you know, uh, trying to cool the place off that's being heat, heated up by lighting. So there's other savings, too, with the lighting. That's correct. That's correct. I love and how you said that too, Seth, that you're going to share those stories because, you know, one school does it. If you talk about it and then you kind of take that toolkit almost, share it, you know. Why rewrite the book? I mean, that's what's so great about you, Ed, I think, just getting people to really 
break it down and, you know, if one person does it, talk to your neighbors, talk to your coworkers. You know, you get somebody that will be a champion in the company of a green team or whatever, you know. It just it multiplies. It just it does. multiplies. And if you want any evidence, some very clear evidence, empirical evidence of how inefficient, incandescent the old-style Thomas Edison light bulbs are, God bless him, it was a wonderful invention for its time, but it's a That's few right. years later now. Just go to any toy store and look at something called the Easy Bake Oven. It's something that young girls, I imagine, today young boys get an Easy Bake Oven. But the Easy Bake Oven was a toy that would actually cook and bake these kind of things. And what is the heating source for an Easy Bake Oven? Both of you probably know. A light bulb. Just like a little 40-watt. Not a 60-watt light bulb. I think a 40. And a 40-watt light bulb in this little tiny kid's oven would yeah. be enough to heat it, heat up things and kind of bake things. So there you go. Case closed. And it's a good point that you bring up about right. it was a great technology or a great innovation at its time. But, you know, I, I, like, I work here with a group called Accelerating Appalachia, and it's exciting to see these entrepreneurs today, young people, even older people. I mean, that, you know, there is nothing that limits us. If, you know, if, you, if there, there's no reason we have to stick with those old light bulbs, there's no reason we have to stick with coal. There's no reason we have to keep doing what we're doing. Let's innovate, you know. Um, yep. And wh- yep. that's what you're going to be talking about, you know, on this, on this show and on your social media. And, um, you, know, what, you know, what way can we, you know, inspire people to say, you know, what, what's, what's the great way that you explain it, you know, and really break it down to say, it's not, we don't have to keep doing it the way that we're doing it. You know, that's the past. Well, there are different choices now, and the good that thing, Ed, as, as we know now because of what has happened in the past, I don't know, 10, 20 years related to technology, is costs have come down of all of these things. So they're, yes. they're cost-competitive. They're, they're, they're to the point now where people are going to Costco buying LEDs versus yep. buying incandescent. They're going, and you can go to the Home Depot, and you can sign up for their new solar program, which, by the way, I'm going to just joke with them and, and all of us. It, 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 solar, they, they call it now, and, and how appropriate, because one of my books in my Green Guru Guide series was Solar Power for Your Home. So they're calling it, guys, Solar Power for Your Home. <laughs> the only difference was they didn't capitalize the Y in your <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. Hey, I'll take it however I can get it, you know. Me too. And I think it's great that it – because I've shared my books with Home Depot corporate, so they know what I'm up to. And it's just great. To, I walked in. I almost fell over laughing like, hey, whatever works, get them going. Right, you know? whatever but gets the, people to listen. Whatever gets then. people in the door, that's fine with yeah. me. Exactly. That's the way I feel about it. <laughs> that's you know, great, actually. You know, it, you know? You know, it, you're it, writing it, the book, you know, hey, on how hey, to well, I'm one day both at a time, of you. you know? Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 great to have people like Ed on, you know, it really re-energizes everything. Not that I'm not already, as Dana knows, energized, but it's going to definitely <laughs> helps keep the ball moving forward. Uh, yeah, I, I, I remember even when I wrote my first uh, book, the first question I had was to people was like, well, I got to talk about in the book uh, at Begley's RAV4. I mean, I just have to. <laughs> I said, forget Clooney with that tango. I'm like, for, you know, he's been doing this since the beginning. You know, he's, he's the, 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 the starting point. Auto companies have come such a long way. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, car companies now, I know you were working with Ford Motor Company Do you uh, on their Focus Electric. Uh, I was. I worked with them for a while. They're doing great things. Even though we're not working together anymore, yeah. I'm happy to support them and talk about what a great car that is. Yeah, no, I think, I think one thing that, that I noticed about, which is going to be a great thing for the Focus going forward, is that they redesigned the look of the Focus. It looks kind of like now a mini Fusion. Yeah. So it's got that front end look that looks a little bit like a Jaguar, that 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 nice polished look, and it really looks a lot better than it has in years. And I think that in itself can help sell this car because they even brought the price down. You know, it's closer to thirty versus forty thousand dollars. Right. You know, they're starting- I'm going back to innovation, but did you say add the new seat, the the solar power, the new? Uh, prototype for the CMAX Solar Energy. It's it's cool. No, oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. The, Tell me more. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Well, Bring we it. got to see it up in Detroit at the auto show. Went to go check out all the new electric and hybrid vehicles with Seth in January. And, you know, it's just the prototype. One cool thing was they didn't launch it at the auto show. They actually launched it at the tech show. Or, yes. Um, what, you know, so it was kind of more mainstream. But it's, you know, it's, it's a crazy idea, you know, but why not, right? Why not? Now, solar the, power yeah, talk uh, about a car? This is a car? Yes, yeah, the solar power is on the top. Yep, the oh, CMAX Energy. Yeah, yeah. They got a thing going on with Georgia Tech, and they're creating canopies for people that will, if you leave the car there, help you charge the car uh, and magnify that charge for you. So that thin idea, you know, the idea of having a solar power on your car becomes much more realistic now based on the Good. new charging. I'm happy to now. hear that because that my, uh, I was hesitant for a second hearing about that because, as you know, you can't fit enough solar panels on the roof of a car or anything to have any meaningful charge for the main pack. You can charge your 12-volt, but a canopy, now you're talking. Now you yep. can you know, <laughs> unfold that canopy whatever way they've configured it, and you get enough square footage. You have something like the size of a, you know, a small bus, roof worth of panels and that can charge you know a small car you know yep. just the ratio of panels to car is something like that and i'm sure they've worked out the size of that and the wattage of that in a meaningful way that is the best news i've heard in a long time wow we'll send you over those stories we'll tweet those stories over to you ed so that you, you can see the with the pictures and stuff so that you can get an idea of what we're talking about yeah it was a real amazing thing they did and like what dana said dana day bringing it to us is that you know they launched it at the tech show That's they fantastic. didn't even do it at the auto show they're like i love it hey, tech, i love you this. know hey early adopters or hey tech guys check out what we're doing we're going to make it so you won't even have to worry about charging it over time really you're going to just That's use brilliant. it on the roof yeah That's and the best that's like news you having your new show available on these, you know, with these, everybody now on the go, on the mobile app, on your iPad, on your, on your internet TV, you know, having, having that tech element, um, it's just, it's, it's good, yeah, the, right? I mean. Yeah, well, the bite-sized TV shows that you're going to do are really going to help people out, and it's, it's on a regular basis, right? Correct. The, uh, we're, you, I'm shooting again today with it. Uh, we're shooting all the time, so that's, that's great news. That's exactly the kind of thing we want to talk about. Yeah, and we'll get the stories out to people about the shows so that, you know, that people are aware of, of the, uh, 
the programming that's finally back. I hate to use it this way, but it's finally back again. I think so. <laughs> yes, we had it with we had it with Planet Green, and and uh, that that went down like a blaze of glory. My my eighties rock band yep. uh, <laughs> adage. That's but then uh, you know you know, but then all of a sudden you know, look what happens. The internet took over, and it's kind of like the uh, where Treehugger TV even kind of took off. It was like right before Treehugger got bought by Planet Green they were going to TV on the Internet, and they were almost there, and people were starting to watch, and then they got bought by the network. But you are just saying, eh, I'm going to keep going the way that they were going, which is Internet TV, which is right. inevitably exactly. going to be the future of television anyway. You know, there's, my kids watch more YouTube than they do television. Yep. You know, they watch more uh, – Instagram, Twitter, what's that short um, Instagram, Dana, uh, the short videos that you can do? Vine. Um, bam. They, they got Vine. Any listeners say you can connect up with Ed Bagley Jr. at that, at, at Ed Bagley Jr. on Twitter and find yeah. out and connect and talk, you know, right now. Or when, Is you it know, Ed Bagley or Ed Bagley Jr.? Uh, yeah, it's Ed Begley, Jr. for Junior. Ed Begley, okay. Jr. Uh, for good. my Twitter handle. So anybody wants to follow me, go to there. Okay, we'll hopefully get you a bunch of people, and we'll shout out people got to follow you and the show. Also, thank we you, want buddy. People to follow the show. <laughs> That's the most important <laughs> thing. Exactly. I loved watching you back in the day in that old show, and we, we talked about uh, the the um, relationship that you had back then uh with your wife and how it was it was a, it was brought on for television a little bit <laughs> it was it was an interesting uh, dichotomy going on over there uh but Big that time. it also was uh um how do i say it was made for television kind of thing it was almost like pre bravo <laughs> right where where it kind of you know they kind of jack it up for no reason kind of thing so exactly but, but, yeah, sometimes those yeah. reality shows are not so real and they tried to fudge things a bit in our show not much but they try to enhance things and make things a little more accentuated a little amplified and so we we held the line pretty good on that there wasn't too much bogus stuff on our show no there wasn't no no but you, you saw that what they were trying to do and it was like oh god really and i remember one time i asked you i was like ed it's really not that bad right and you're like no we did it for no. all for television all for television i was like i Perfect. thought so but I had to ask. <laughs> Perfect example. They had an episode in which I'm taking my wife, Rochelle, and people at that point knew who Rochelle was. I'm taking her to, up to Lodi, California, to see a methane recovery plant. Now, like she's going to go there to begin with. She's not going <laughs> to go with me to methane. That's A. And then B, the capper was, I'm taking her there on our anniversary. Okay. Oh. That's oh. just something that's not going to happen. But they wanted that kind of over-the-top thing, and so we did it. We begrudgingly did it, but people wrote in and went, was that for real? I went, no. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm not going to oh lie to the fans. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but, but even they that, a- you know, just having you there and having, you know, having those kind of reality shows, which, was, which is so popular, you know, and it just it brings was. you to it that element. I mean, you're just in every space, you know. It's, it's, it's good. 
What, what yes, was kind of encouraging to me was how savvy the fans were. There was another bogus moment that people caught in droves. They wrote me and said, that was baloney, wasn't it? And I said, it absolutely <laughs> was. What they had was they set up a bunch of water bottles because I stopped drinking bottled water years ago. I just get a metal refillable bottle and I fill it up with filtered tap water. And it's fine. It's right. very safe water. It's cheaper than bottled water and it's really safer. There's more regulations on the tap than there are in bottled water. So that's what I do. So they had an episode which I open this door in our kitchen, a cabinet door, and I look in there, and there's a, a hole. There's like 30 bottles of water, plastic bottles of water. I go, Rochelle! You know, I yell at her to come to talk about it. Okay, that's the moment. People knew it was bogus. You know how they knew it? Because the production crew had taken the labels off, you know, as they have to do. So you can't give a pitch to Avion or Arrowhead. They took all the labels off, and people went, I know that's bogus because... They had some crew member take the labels off, right? I went, absolutely. People are more savvy now than they ever have been about, you know, the inner workings of shooting on a show. And they knew because the labels were off, it was all bogus. What customer takes the labels off of the bottles? Nobody. But they they knew the crew would, and so they knew it was the setup. And anybody that wrote me, I said, absolutely. It was completely bogus, and good on you for catching it. Yeah, I love social media that they can just you that. Yeah. Sorry, what's that, yeah. Seth? I was saying it's a lot cheaper for the, uh, to take off the labels than to pixelate. <laughs> for the exactly. <laughs> and you're, uh, some of them even knew that. They go, I bet it costs money to pixelate it out to what they call greeking See? it out, to greek it yeah. out or pixelate it out. Right. I did it. Right. They saved money, right? I said, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Just take those labels off. Don't make, yeah, make it easy on us. But, but then what they... Yeah. What they really caught us on, which was true, I said, well, we're going to return those bottles. I, you know, I'm going to have Rochelle take them back. They went, you can't take them back because you took the labels off. I went, you know, damn it, you're right. You can't take them back. What are they going to do with them then? Oh, no. Oh, so you, got to, you just had to put them in the recycling bin, and that was it. Yeah, Nothing yeah else you know, you I gave it to the crew. It was their carbon footprint, not mine. I said, you guys right. came up with this for cocked idea. You take them and drink them on some other show, not on mine. Because on my show, everybody had their own personal refillable water bottle. They weren't allowed anyway, to have water bottles go. that kind of, uh, you know, throw away recyclable PET bottles. So I said, yeah. you guys take them. It's, they're yours. They ain't mine. And right. they did There's just that. There's this whole idea of, of, like, greening your show and, and not just, you know, not just also being talking about it and doing the amazing things you're doing sort of at home and at work. But, you know, what are some ways that you can green a set? You know, I mean, that's, that's right. a cool idea. I like that. Well, you, you have to do that because some of the detractors and naysayers make a good point. Many people, they're out there talking about it, people with high profile in sports or medicine or show business or law, whatever, politics, they talk about this stuff, but not enough of them are doing it themselves. So yeah. if you're going to talk about that, you have to do it. And on a set, you can, of course, have recycling. You, you know, can have composting if you're sophisticated enough to do that. You can have the people use their water bottles. And most importantly, green transportation, you know, getting yeah. around from point A to point B. Most importantly, have some sort of green power program you sign up for. In my case, when we shot the show, we shot it at our green home. So then we all the power used to run the cameras and the lights and everything came from uh, green power from my house. Um, the, rather than have you know, printing up scripts and what have you, because sometimes they would have a shooting schedule or an outline of what we're going to shoot for the day like a script. We never printed that up. We sent it as PDF files or Excel files. Um, 
you know, in the production office, not just on the set, which is our house, but in the production office, there's many green choices you can make. When you have to print up paper, do it on 100% post-consumer paper. The lighting equipment, to have it be the most energy efficient, rather than the old incandescent lights are all, you know, LED or the CFL, you know, uh, fluorescent lights to light uh, the set. There's a million things we can do, and we did them all, and uh, and we got uh, awards for having the greenest show out there from Emma, the Environmental Media Association, and Emma is a group that helps promote green on sets and green messages in TV shows and movies. Yes, yes, that's that's where I interviewed you last, and that was, um, they're a great organization because they're definitely working with those production crews in Hollywood to try and uh, even recover the things that are used on set so that they can be repurposed for some other show or... Correct. They used to throw that stuff in a dumpster, Seth. Now they they recycle it. They give it to schools that are doing plays or other, you know, nonprofits or what have you. There's a group called Resets, R-E-S-E-T-S, like, you know, to reuse the sets on a, a TV show or movie. And so all those old sets that they don't need to store, sometimes they have to store them in case they have to reshoot, and they store them for a period of time, and then they recycle them, but they give them away. All this lumber used to go into a dumpster on a movie lot, and now they don't do that. They reuse that, and you go, hey, wait a minute. We need you know, a, a, a two or three walls of a king's palace for this play that we're doing at you know, the Burbank High. Can we have that? And they, the, this group Resets does that, and they recycle that, and they have a place to warehouse it and distribute it to different nonprofits. Yeah, I mean, I remember one th- when I was working for my uh, student government back in the day, the first thing I looked at was the furniture in the place was, was, was terrible. So I looked around to see who was um, selling or giving away furniture, and I found out that a local bank was donating their furniture. Wow. Donating. All we had to do wow. was pick it up. So oh, great. We got, we got trucks. We got everything you know, but and then um, we had the student government was say, you know what, if we're going to get this furniture and donate it, and then we're going to donate our stuff to a you know a, a shelter or something like that, which is what we did. It improved the look of the place just by bringing in repurposed bank furniture. I mean, how that, wonderful! And and it just like added this level of professionalism that wasn't there before. And they were like, "Oh my God!" And it was just how the feel of the thing was. And I was going to say also, Ed, you know, um, when it comes to sets, I've noticed a lot of TV sets or uh, show sets starting to do it, even like news shows, because those guys are under the lights all day long. And what you have to do, usually you had to cake them with all that extra makeup or powder. Now you don't have sure. to worry about them sweating as much. I mean, it, it helps in a number of ways. We used to have, when I was a young actor in the 60s and throughout the 70s, you needed 400-foot candles of light to get an F4 in a lens, you know, the kind of a normal opening on a lens to get you know, good focus. And now you, use, you can shoot with 20-foot candles, 10. You know, wow. you used to have so much light, there'd be so much heat on the set and air conditioning blowing, and it was just like you're fighting that heat from those incandescent lights like the easy-bake oven. Same kind of a thing, and now lighting instruments on every set are so much more efficient. It's wonderful. Yeah, That's I mean, it, it helps with their costs, too, as well. I mean, it helps and digital, with the digital video is, you know, much more light-sensitive in a very positive way than the old film. The old film yep. had a very low ASA, a low, you know, ISO number, or any of those yep. numbers, 
and so you needed to pump all kinds of light you know, onto a set. They had these giant arc lights that took tremendous amounts of current, and now that's not the case anymore. Everything's more efficient, and digital is more efficient than film. Yeah, it, it, it really helped. And, you know, the movie production crews are starting to see this as the, uh, the future because they see helping their bottom line as well. You know, so it's not just the green of the environmental benefit, which it comes by default. It's, it's showing the bottom line. Um, I'm going to just do one quick shout-out before we uh, go, but the greatness of Blog Talk Radio and listening to this is that no matter how long that Ed, Dana, and I talk after this, you'll be able to hear it afterwards. So I encourage everybody, those that listened and those in the future that will be listening, to you know, play back and listen to everything that we're going to talk about. But, uh, Ed, um, I, I noticed that, uh, you know, let me give you another example, too. Um, one company, such as called, uh, you've probably heard of them, Macy's, uh, they uh-huh. they went from incandescent to LED lighting, and they started in New York State because uh, one of my old stomping grounds, uh, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority, were were giving all these lighting incentives. You know, right? At, what was this in '08 or '09 or something like that? And they did all this work, and they they and by 2011. The guy got his first power bill, like you said, at the month thereafter, right? Right. <laughs> the month after. And he called up the president of the company and apologized for busting his chops for all those years. He said, wow. now because we see the savings, we're going to do this nationwide, and we don't care if we get the incentives or not, because we wow. determined that just buying the bulbs themselves – and the maintenance and the cooling savings and all that stuff that we've been talking about on this radio show here, folks, helped Macy's get in the, in the, low, in the hard economic times of 2010 and 2011. They doubled down and invested all in LED. They have, since about 2012, saving close to $80 million dollars. That's insane. That's so great. I love the year like that. A year. To the point that it's the funny part was that I found out recently the better customer is not even Macy's. It's Nine West, which is a part of the May companies, which is owned by Macy's. So Nine West went even further. They said, we're going to do almost all of the stores. And they're saving about $40 million for the May company annually. Now Abercrombie and Fitch is going to be doing this in their stores. Let uh, everybody hear this lesson and learn from it, you know, and, and do it. If you want to save money, you know, yep. go green. It'll mean a, a lot to that other green that we all care about, which is dough. Yes, because yep. we, all, we all need that, ladies and gentlemen, to, to make it work. Not to be happy, but just to make things work, as they say. Um, now, and, you yeah. know, and it, yes. And it's Sorry, just, uh, when I, uh, yes, I, I have to go. I have an 11 o'clock appointment. I urge you guys to carry on, the listeners to stay with it. But yeah. I'm so grateful to be on your show. Let's do this again. You talk about here, the here, most here. important Thank stuff, you and you so have much. a great way of getting the information out. And I really appreciate it, Seth. Thank you oh, both. Every time, any time, Ed, you're always welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, the chairman of the board, Mr. Ed Bakley, Jr., let's hear Thank it for him. You. Thank you so much, Thank Ed. you. 
Yes, thank you, Ed. Have a good one. We're going to keep talking for a few minutes uh, just to keep this going. But, Ed, thank you so much for your online. Dana, what a show. Huh? What a, what a show. show. Anybody that has questions for Ed, too, you can probably tweet him out at, at EdBigleyJr. you know, on Twitter and uh, talk with him. Yeah, Ed Begley Jr. He'll, he's successful, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I and love he, that he tweets, he responds, he talks with everybody. Well, I was like doing the show, and he, you know, I said, hey, I'm excited to do the show. Flip. <laughs> Retweet <laughs> that. Amazing. You know? That's what it's all you know? about. It's about, it's about everybody working, let's say it, Dana, together. But the point yeah. is here is like when we work and, and, and we Dana, we've talked about this amount of times and what it will be successful for the green movement going forward is when people collaborate and when people work together, there are amazing things that can happen in groups. It's yeah. really surprising. So, and you see these lists, you know, these census things or whatever, to see what's important to people, and you see these things about yeah. health or economy or all these things separated out. And when we talk about green, it's not talking about just about saving the environment, which it is, you know, but also about our health, about the economy, about all these different elements that are one and the same. It's all the same, you know. If you don't, don't, you know, excuse these save the environment. Like Ed was saying, you're saving money, but also, you know, regardless of whether you believe in climate change or not, even though the scientists, I mean, it's a fact, you know, why keep polluting, you know, with coal or why not, you know, go home and go energy efficient and save that money, you know? Why not? There's no, there is no reason not to get solar panels, you know what I mean? There's just, there's no reason not to, to, to ride a bike. It's going to be good for you. Amen. <laughs> it, it's good for you. And, and, you know, Dana, another thing, too, you know, is I remember when I was in, uh, in government, uh, thank God I'm not anymore, uh, we used to talk about is, and I tried to convey to people, too, which they had a hard time understanding, but now I think people get it, is, you know, the reason Ed got into this was, don't forget, it was 1970s, there was something called smog. Mm. Yeah. So he was basically taking care of the air quality and what he was breathing and what he was taking in to his body uh, to survive, right? Yeah. So um, by helping the climate or helping reduce pollution, you also help save lives. You help yeah. Because they talk about asthma rates. They talk about emphysema. They talk mm. about people dying earlier, kids all that kind of stuff, and they're, they're correlating it to power plants. Well, yeah. Ah, uh, hello. <laughs> I right. don't know how much more. I saw a cute little Internet meme, you know, recently going around that was kind of a joke. We talked a lot about technology today, but the idea of, you know, if, if trees provided Wi-Fi signal, then we'd be planting them everywhere, you know. But instead, everywhere. They, they right. provide the air we breathe, you know, and we're cutting them down. I mean, and they are – they are so important to preventing climate change and to making sure that we have clean air um, around the world. And another problem is clean water. People don't have access to clean water, um, you know, and a lot, and so many people, a lot of people. It's crazy. Um, we, yeah. you know, there's little things that we can all do here based on our purchasing power in America that, right. that can make sure that, you know, deforestation or damages to water and air are not happening not only here but around the world. You know, 
I'll, I'll give one to people, and I, and I hate to throw this out, but I'm, I'm going to go there, Dana, okay, because I do that, right? Uh, you do. <laughs> I, I do. I bring it. Bring it is, uh, is, is, is palm oil. Now, if, oh you my read, if you read the recipe on your cookies or on your cakes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, I'm not encouraging it, but, you know, I, I, know, I know what's real. Um, and all those sweets and whatever, check to see if there's palm oil in there. Now, if you see palm oil in there, don't buy it, because guess what the oil is from? A palm tree! Yeah. <laughs> A palm Pass, I'm gonna have to- tree. I'm going to have to put a plug in for, you know, the project, one of the projects I'm working on, the Years of oh, Living Dangerously documentary. The first episode was about, about palm oil, about the destruction on Indonesian forests and how that destruction is impacting our, our climate. And um, oh, yeah. it is scary. Oh, yeah. it, Harrison Ford went to Indonesia and um, also went to the grocery store, you know. And, and he, didn't, he didn't dress up as Han Solo, though, right? He didn't dress up as Han no, Solo. No, no, Indiana Jones. No, I'm just oh, Indiana Jones. Okay. All right. well, that's cool. All right. He was himself. He was dangerously. He's on Showtime. It has these celebrity correspondents and go out and talk with scientists, talk with governments, yes. talk with campaigns like the Beyond Coal campaign that will be on the episode this Sunday. Um, the this Sunday. Sunday. With Ian Summerhalder talking with Anna Jane Joyner of the Western North Carolina Alliance, is the preacher's daughter, and... And um, she's trying to tell her father about climate change and convince him. And um, Marianne Hitt, the director of the Beyond Coal campaign, uh, weighs in as the expert in talking about how coal is our biggest climate disruptor. You know, so we have things from palm oil to climate and coal connections being made. And and it's just all of these things that we're doing each minute. You know, every purchase that we make, everything that we eat, everything that we do it, Bigger than than what we think it is, than most people think it is, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That are, it's 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 bigger than just throwing that dollar down and buying that candy bar, you know. Well, it, yeah. Well, you know, Turning one your thing I noticed, I, I've noticed something in a sales report recently from Toyota where people want more, right? Um, I was looking at the sales of Toyota Priuses, right, and then the sales of Toyota Prius plugins. And, of course, you know where I'm going with this. Where are most sales going and where are most sales dropping? Right. People, people once people start getting green, they go even greener because they see the opportunity. And yeah. I think that the, the things that people can do uh, are so simple, they don't even realize it because it's standing right in front of them. And, and our job is just to bring the fun, make it fun, make it yeah. acceptable. And bringing it to people, but doing it in a good way so that, you know, no harm, no foul, right? And, and, and it's great. So today's small step was I want everybody to go check out, besides uh, my site or DanaRuggero.com, uh, I want, and I'll have all, the, all of the links, and I think Dana's already on my uh, site anyway in a million different places, but we'll add her to more uh, so that everybody gets to know uh, the, the next part of the GTG team, the Green Living Guide team here, is, uh, is you know, what we're talking about is Ed Begley Jr. and yeah. how he's doing bite-sized TV. He's bringing back he's, – he's almost bringing – like I said, he's taking where – um, 
the greatness of going green, but also where Treehugger was going, which was Treehugger TV, online, online television, right, which is Internet TV. So mm-hmm. he's bringing it now with an actual network that's on TV. Bite-sized TV is actual, looks like, you know, it's like a real network using real studios and stuff, guys. So this is real. This is the future of television. And I know that there are a lot of people younger than me that are definitely hooked up, like, to their Netflix or they're getting yeah. television online and they're definitely tired of the networks. And uh, not that I am, 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 am touting one or the other, but I just see where the market is going. Right? Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like what we're talking about here. We just want to see where the market's going. And it's clear that people want certain things. Like they want electric cars. They want things that yeah. are going to save them money and energy. And they want things that are going to be healthy. You know, nobody wants to eat a fruit that, that's GMO because right. it's bad for you. I mean, nobody wants that. But the. Companies yeah, because it's bring not that just about us, in. it's about our children, our grandchildren, and, you know, taking care of the big picture, our neighbor. Show yes. some love. Show some love. Show love, people. So today's small step, and everybody will be able to hear all of this stuff afterward, too, which is the cool part, right? No matter what, people can hear this afterward on Blog Talk Radio. So we'll, we, this just little thing that we had, Dana, in addition to the conversation with Ed, is all going to be constantly available on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I'm going to link your site onto this episode, uh, so I'll clean up the, uh, the coding for everybody, and we'll get Dana Ruggiero's link over there. But Dana D is going to be joining us for all of our new stuff. You know, the, you know, you got the radio on Z100 or whatever, and you always have like the people that are hanging out, making the show more fun and. And one thing I've noticed is Dana D always knows how to make a show more fun. So welcome oh, to the show, thank Dana. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. No problem. And uh, so, again, everybody, one small step at a time for the Green Living Guy show. Today's was, of course, Ed Begley Jr. And stay tuned for I all of us TV. with Dana Ruggiero, climate changing. I'd like to thank one last thing to a couple of companies. I'd like to thank MSI Lighting for uh, keeping me around. I like to thank <laughs> Echo ATM, uh, which have kiosks in malls across the country. You can go plop your, your cell phone in there, and you might even get some cash back, holla back. And then uh, uh, Solar City. Uh, the, the three of them are, are great supporters of the Green Living Guy, including, uh, don't forget, I like to thank Dana Ruggiero who's an also great supporter of the Green Living Guy. And we're going to have some great interviews going forward in the future soon. So uh, hope everybody enjoyed today's show because, heck, I know I did. Right, right, Diana Day? <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you so much for all you do as Green Living Guy uh, to bring green to the world. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. We're just having fun here, guys. And, <laughs> you know, you know and, and we're doing it for a great cause, and we're doing it for the, the health and the environment and, and people's well-being. So uh, hopefully this will be a, a good picked-up show. All right. One. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye. Bye. Bye. laughs>